This is the Odd Father podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Welcome to Dr. Pete Court. Uh, lover of God, a baffler of all things, and being baffled as well. <laughs> and welcome again, Pastor Chris Matthews. Lovely to be with you chatting over all things God um, that we find really confusing and really baffling. Um, want to um, take you to visit a, a friend of mine, and a, a chap who's, who's dead now, died a while ago. And when I say friend of mine, I never actually met Mike Iaconelli. Um, he was the um, inaugural editor of a thing called The Door. The Door Magazine or The Wittenberg Door. It's now a website. If you want to go and check it out, it's very interesting. Um, the Wittenberg Door back in the day was a magazine that described itself as American Christian satire. And I once wrote to them and said, you realise that's the, probably the biggest collection of oxymorons in the history of the world? American Christian satire? Nah, doesn't work. Um, but I ended up writing with them and writing for them for a long time, writing Christian satire and stuff and, and having fun with it. They, they were doing a lot of work with um, exposing <clears throat> people like the, um, the prosperity doctrine guys and the, you know, in it for the money kind of preachers. And they realised that just to be doing that was bringing the church into disrepute. Right. So they wanted to do some stuff that had fun with that as well. So they could ask questions of the church and get the church to ask questions of itself with its tongue in cheek so that you could, you know, have fun with it but also be challenged. Uh, Mike Iaconelli was the editor of that and before he died he did an interview with the magazine and um, he had left the magazine and had become a pastor running a very small church full of no-hopers, deadbeats, um, ratbags, pretty much an ordinary church. Mm. Um, but it was a small church which is, uh, which is very important to him. But he said, and this is what he said, um, why is dullness, this was the question he was asked, why is dullness the most critical issue facing the church today? And I think, he said, and I quote, even though people say they believe in God, they really don't. They're just practical atheists. They use the name of God, but it doesn't really alter their lives in any way. So when you have a culture that's godless, it's not that everybody goes around and drinks too much. What what happens is that we all become dull, boring, and very predictable. We love being comfortable and we don't want to change and do anything that might cause us discomfort. This dullness has affected so many of us, none of us seem to be aware of it, nor do we care. Is church too safe, Chris? Definitely can be. Yeah? Yep. Um, I I agree with what he's saying. I think mm. it's probably one of the biggest battles as a church pastor that we face mm. because on one hand, one of our... Um, briefs, if you like, is to provide a safe haven uh, for people in the sense that um, as a church, um, our call is to, and I'll use that emotive word again, sinners, um, (laughs) uh, to come and be welcomed into our churches as uh, without condemnation, uh, without judgment, to express the love of Jesus in a way that is kind, welcoming, loving, uh, <clears throat> to bring people to a, a knowledge of that same love which comes from God. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's you know, pretty much a, a good brief for a church. Yeah. Um, just just quickly before you move on, though, you, you, you stumbled over that phrase, you know, inviting people who are sinners into the church. I wonder if that's part of the problem that we have is that we are immediately 
wanting to welcome sinners instead of people. Yes, uh, and, and, I hadn't and, actually I, thought of that aspect of it. Yeah. I, I was thinking more that sinners is a loaded term. Exactly, exactly. But as a preacher, a preacher, as a, as a pastor in a church, you are there for the sinners. Yeah, but no, you're there for the people. Is that a different way of seeing your role? Uh, possibly. I, I could get out of that one easily by saying we're all sinners. So, that, oh, exactly. That, that That's counts. how you see it. But um, I think what Mike Iaconelli is talking about is the, the global concept of church, the idea and giving in, keeping in mind also that he's coming from the American, yes, which is heavily influenced by the, the tele, televangelists and preachers like that. And the NRA. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But the fact that we do separate the people out into the good people and the sinners, you don't do that. Well, I certainly try not to. Yeah. Um, but also, I think it's 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 a mentality that is very easy to get into, where because church is a place which is non-judgmental, mm. it is also non-threatening. Mm. And I believe church should actually be a threatening place. That's an interesting point. Okay, let let me, let me pick you up on that. Um, how how do we how do we be welcoming, but not be comfortable? I think oh, well. I mean, it's easy to say, but not easy to do. The thing is that, and, and I think uh, I'm not the only one who says it, but it's a common phrase from the front: God accepts you for who you are, mm. but doesn't expect you to stay there. Mm. And so, our job, in a sense, as a church, is to welcome people of all sorts of backgrounds, with all sorts of issues, with all sorts of. Um, problems with, with <clears throat> different um, socioeconomic mm. um, potential uh, without measuring those things that I've just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. But to bring them to a place where they can actually make a decision to say, okay, um, you know, I'm insane, uh, <laughs> reference <laughs> the last podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want some sanity in my life. I am prepared to accept Jesus Christ mm. As a the divine influence in my life, whom I'm now going to follow, yeah. um, and I'm going to accept the truths that he espouses. Mm. And once you've done that, you lay yourself open to being changed by God. Yeah, and that's that's what the church is there for for everyone to come in and be threatened with change. Yes, what I think strikes me as you're saying that, and and was Mike Yaconelli's point that you know churches are dull. Churches can be a dull place because they're trying to be comfortable and because they're trying to be safe. And I say to you as a pastor, Chris, is that what you believe? But you're not a church. You're an individual. You're a guy who is technically in, in responsibility of a church organisation. Yep. But the church that you are the organisational responsibility of is me and my wife and the people who sit next to us in the pews. That's the church. And we're the ones perhaps that are most to blame for being safe and comfortable perhaps. Yes. Well, he did mention sort of some of the dullest people in the church. What, me and my wife? Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm going to tell her you said that. Um, uh, but the people around she, you. She if, gets a hall pass for that. <laughs> yeah, she, um, but the people around you in the congregation, if you like, or sitting in the seats in the pews or whatever sort of church you have, they are the church, the body. They are the ones, and they are the ones perhaps we are the ones who are comfortable and who don't want to challenge and threaten those around us. Yes, and, and, and in that sense it's not us that's dull in, in a sense that, um, you know, a knife – no, I don't think that's probably a good analogy. <laughs> I've got to say a dull knife doesn't cut 
very well, but yeah. the, the the purpose of a knife is is to cut things, and it right. talks about you know a, a two edged sword, yeah. cleaving yeah. the word of God, this sort of thing. Yeah. So, but in church, I think if we think of ourselves, perhaps it is a good illustration. If we think of ourselves as knives, what happens is we get blunt, mm. and therefore when we challenge people mm. to change, we attack them. Well, I shouldn't say that, but we we use a, a blunt. Scalpel. We operate on we them. We operate on them with yeah, blunt instruments. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, which all only causes pain. Yeah. But doesn't actually point. do any dividing. Yeah. And I think uh, that happens because as as we get to know each other mm. uh, and we don't want to offend each other, uh, we we often soften our, our attitudes, I think, and become friends who – and, and this is probably because we bring this culture in from the world. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're yep. friends who don't want to offend. And that's that. Yeah, as you're saying that, I'm sort of going yes, because the people I know at church, I would say they're my friends, but I wouldn't want to risk that friendship by challenging them. One or two of them I have. They've we've been having a chat over a coffee, and they've said something. And I've gone yes, but, and it's actually worked really well. But I'm afraid to bring out the knife. I'm afraid to make a cut because mm. it might just hurt them or, and, or they might just be offended by me holding a knife at them. Um, you know, if I challenge what you think, if I challenge what you've just said about your, what, the, what the happened in the church today, what right do I have to challenge you? Well, we're there for each other. Yes, no, but I think, we're scared. Yeah, and we should probably get away from the using yeah the, the knife, knife analogy. Who brought that up? <laughs> Who's the idiot with the knife? Oh, um, honestly, but yeah. I, I think the idea that we don't have to agree mm. with everything everybody else thinks uh, is something that is an undercurrent. I think we we sort of understand that it's unreasonable for everybody to be thinking exactly the same thing, I've had the same experiences or come to the same conclusions yeah. based on the experience with God, with the Bible, with other people in the community. Um, and yet we're afraid to bring it up, I think, A, because we don't want to hurt others also because we, we don't want to be hurt. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. that's the yeah. only thing yeah. we can change. Yeah. We can't change what others do. But I think if we – I think we've got to be prepared to challenge people and accept – their challenge back. Mm. The first step is to say, well, Pete, I don't agree with what you're saying there because I think this is true. But to have you then say, oh, well, no, but if you consider this, yeah. the the tendency is to to barrel down the thing, no, but you, I, I talked about this. Have you thought and yeah. to continue rather than say. Didn't oh, you hear me being right? Yeah. Rather than <laughs> say, oh, no, yeah. I'd never considered that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I could look into that. Yeah. Um, because a that puts takes the, puts the other person off guard. They were expecting an argument, mm. and b it <laughs> opens you to the to new ideas. Mm. And I think this is often what we're afraid of because we think our ideas shouldn't be challenged, whereas they should. We should we should challenge all all our ideas. <laughs> yeah. The, the the problem is that we don't. To understand, we don't have to be right. Yeah, yeah. There's that, and this is this is one of the things that I've I've experienced in particular Christian circles is that you should never question God. I think yeah, that's fine, but God does say question everything. <laughs> you yes. you are told to question everything, and God is quite capable of putting up with questioning. And more importantly, I think what you've touched on there is that 
If you firmly believe something, Chris, I want to know why. I don't have to agree, but I want to know why you believe that. Because maybe there is something in that. All right, so Mike Iaconelli, um, the late Mike Iaconelli, telling us that churches are boring, um, people are boring, people are dull. It shouldn't be like that. The, the whole interview, by the way, if you want to look for it, I might actually put the interview up on the uh, on the site to have a look at for this because it's very, very cool. He, he does go on to explain how he and his church have, have struggled with this and wrestled with the fact that churches should not be boring. And Jesus, in fact, if you meet Jesus, he should terrify you. Mm. Because it's either going to destroy you or it's going to change you so much that you will not recognize yourself. That's what's going to happen. Are you ready for that? You know, Are churches actually willing to say to you, come on in, we're going to destroy everything you believed in? Uh, you know, that, so anyway, it's a, great, it's a great little article and, and have a look at it if you can. For you as a church pastor, this is not a question for you, I don't think, because I think the question needs to be answered by us what sits in the pews and we numbers who are the church uh, in air quotes, how can we, as those people of God, not be boring and dull? Mm. Well, as you rightly said, I can't answer for you. <laughs> um, I think that's it's hard to – I think it's different for every person. I think we, uh, we've, we've got to be careful, I think, that we don't equate dullness and boring with sameness. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the dullness and boring comes out of our interactions um, because we're afraid, especially in today's cancel culture, of how our interactions will be taken. Yeah, uh, This is yes. where you know, we talk about love, we, we, we talk about the power of God, we talk about the presence of the Holy Spirit, we talk about – I think <laughs> grace yeah. is by far the most important thing because mm. grace is – being able to accept ideas, criticism, mm. left field viewpoints, um, all sorts of different things without that feeling of angst. Mm. Uh, it's not that, a personal that it's, attack. It's attacking you. Yeah, yeah, Once yeah. you've got that, then I think you're more able to have a conversation which helps lift the other person out of that yeah. boring place. It's um, interesting, yeah, and, and as you're, you're saying that, I think it really is that simple that if we want our churches to be living, breathing, exciting places of great fire, um, it is actually, it does come down to the people who sit in the pew being fearless. Mm, and offensive. <sighs> okay, now you're throwing words in that are going to be have to be explained because I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I don't mind offending people as long as it's the right way. So to and at, I, I work in a Christian organisation. I spent a long time in Christian radio. One of the things about Christian radio, the radio station, when I first started working there, said we're the safe radio station in town. And I said I'm not going to work for a radio station that's safe. I don't, as particularly as a Christian organisation, no, we should not be safe. People should be challenged and scared sometimes by what we say. Mm. Um, and I think that is really, really important too for a church, that if the people in the pews, because uh, I think I jotted down as you were saying, dull and boring equals scared. Yes. And I think that's true. I'd like to change my answer. <laughs> um, All right, rewind. <laughs> um, I think offensive is probably the wrong word. Mm. I think a much closer word is abrasive. <laughs> because it, the Bible tells us that that's what we're meant to – iron sharpens iron. Yeah. It's a, it's a, 
getting two hard surfaces and rubbing them together to create sparks. Mm. And it says that that's what we're to be to each mm. other. We are to be iron to each other. Mm. Which which is going to generate sparks, mm. and that that's a normal state of affairs, and that's a church that's firing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't but, make people. Well, we don't want people to be unhappy, and we don't mm. want people to feel attacked, mm. because and, and this is the worst thing you can do to someone to actually say this. But we've got to do it in love. Yeah, yeah. But you can't go up to somebody and say, "Well, I'm going to have a piece of you, but I'm doing it in love." And that's yeah. And I think that's to to be threatening. I think is wrong. But to be willing to be, yeah, abrasive, I think is a lot. Don't don't think any. You know, I, I mean, I, how does I, I don't want to. Of... I don't want to be nasty, but I wonder whether dot dot dot. Mm. And to come at them with love and she's say grace and humility. Yeah, I've heard a lot of this. Like I'm doing a little lot of woodwork. Yeah, you know, I often think, what does a piece of wood think of a, a piece of sandpaper? Yeah, because yeah. what happens when you, you apply the two? is that the piece of wood becomes very smooth. Yeah, and the sandpaper becomes very hot and worn out. Yes. Oh, there's a metaphor. Hmm. That's probably the wrong one. That's why he said iron sharpens iron. There's no sandpaper involved. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net Or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net, and check all the socials there, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time, and keep asking those questions.